Oh, Father God, thank You so much. You who created us and formed us and absolutely uniquely made each one of us a masterpiece, God. Created in Your image uniquely to proclaim, to reveal, to display Your glory and Your majesty. Oh, God, we're grateful that... uh, your word tells us stories of imperfect people. There, there is not a, a perfect person in the story short of Jesus, God. But I thank you that even in stories of imperfect people, we can find ourselves. Even in stories of people falling short, God, we can visibly see a God who never falls short. A God who left His glory in in heaven to come walk among us, to encourage us, to speak to us words of life when all around us is nothing but death. God, to bring hope when all we experience is despair. Thank you. Thank you, God, for your word, both the written word. Thank you for the spoken word, how your Holy Spirit takes it and translates it exactly into what each of us need to hear. But thank you especially today for the living word, Jesus Christ, who incarnates the very presence of God, who shows us how to live, who shows us the hope that we have, that even should we die, yet shall we live again. So God, I just pray that you take your word today and speak into each of our hearts exactly what we need to hear. God, I pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So be it. So be it. And I'm sharing on Tuesdays with um, the different um, groups that I lead worship services for. I always remind them that they know they know Hebrew, and they all look at me kind of funny. And I and I say, Yeah, um, when you say the word Amen, you're speaking Hebrew. You're saying, Let it be so. May it be. Right? Amen. Yeah. Let it be so. God, speak to us today. Oh my goodness. Well, I want to um, I wanted to say up front here that there's just really powerful dynamics going on here, and some of you will be able to explore some of the additional dynamics in your small groups this week. Again, if you are not a part of a small group, I really want to encourage you to find one. Every time I go, I visit these different small groups. I just learn so much from the people there, right? God speaks to us through His Word by the power of His Holy Spirit. And and when we get together, He speaks through one another and helps us understand Him in there. But let me just say as we begin that... that, that there's a whole bunch going on here with, in at least three people's lives. Uh, and, and as I said before, some of it is nitty-gritty. Some of it is significant failure. And these, these, are the, these are the patriarchs and the matriarchs of our faith, right? Three world religions look to Abram as their founding father, right? Three world religions. Upwards of five billion people look to Abram as one of the founders of their faith. And, and he's on full display right here. He, 
he falls significantly short of, of um, the expectations that we would hope that he would live, right? Uh, and so I just love it that because I fall significantly short of God's expectations of me, right? And 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 the the beauty is not in the fact that Abram fell short. The beauty is not in the fact that Sarai fell short. She, oh my goodness, uh, right? The beauty is in that God still loves them even when they fall short, and God Himself enters into the story, right? And and provides a way. A path for us. So even though we're going to talk just briefly about Hagar this morning, uh, you would be you would be blessed to spend some time looking at Sarai's part of it, right? Looking at Sarah's portion of it. She's on her way to being Sarah. She's on her way to being, as the Hebrew word means, princess, right? Um, but but she's not there yet. And there's just there's incredible um, insights in. Her part of this story. There's also, men, there's just incredible insights on Abram's part of the story. And I really want to invite you to look at the same story. We're going to look at it from Hagar's perspective today, but look at the same story today from Abram's perspective as well, right? What do you do, Abram, Sarai, Hagar? What do you do when life doesn't happen like you expected it would, right? What happens when God doesn't answer your prayer in the way or maybe the timing that you asked him? Um, anybody relate to those? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Well, let's look for a second at, at Hagar's story. If this was a movie, uh, it would start with this dramatic scene of, I said young in my notes here, but, 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 but she probably was in her 30s at this point. Um, but the solitary woman weeping in the desert by a spring. And if it seems like she's out of place, it's because she is. That's not where she belongs. Alone in the desert um, by herself, right? But her... Out of place was not a new thing. Yes, this was a further expression of it, but, but we don't know her full story. But somehow in her young life, either she was born into slavery uh, in Egypt, or it's possible that, that because of Abram and Sarai's deception of Pharaoh, that she was enslaved at the moment, and given to them and sent away. Now, sent away from her culture, sent away from her home, sent away from everything that was familiar and entrusted to this, this whole new culture. Now, it's the culture of the living God, right? But, but it's not her culture. If you, if you can't, um, understand that you, you 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 want so bad for people to come into relationship with the living God and you are His representation to the world and uh, but don't ever lose sight of the of the cultural gap that people have to to leap in order uh, to come to know God like you know Him right uh, uh, if if uh, you just present yourself in in all the accoutrements of 
of North American Christianity, very likely the people that you uh, are trying to love and lead into the kingdom of God are, are going to not be able to grasp it, right? You have to do that work of, of finding what's common in their life, finding that place in their life that God wants to speak into. But, but when you think about Hagar, if she's out of place in that desert, it's because she is. She was enslaved. But more than that, she, I'm going to say she was spiritually wounded, right? She was entrusted to the patriarch and the matriarch of three major world religions, including Christianity. She was entrusted to them. And, and I don't know how else to put this. They abused her. They abused her spiritually, emotionally, physically, physically, right? Oh, my goodness, okay? So, so we can relate to this, right? Um, in our culture, uh, all kinds of things are going on in our culture where people who had spiritual authority over other people abused that privilege. Uh, wow, wow. Her story is many of our story. Her story is our culture's story, right? Uh, spiritually wounded. But I, I highlighted earlier this, this um, dynamic of wife and slave because, because at, at least at one point she was given as a wife. She, the marriage was consummated um, in, in Abram's only understanding of that. Um, uh, they had uh, they had uh, intimacy together, right? The marriage was consummated, and then all of a sudden she's no longer a wife. All of a sudden she's your slave again, and and Abram gives her back to his wife, uh, and she abuses her. So she was not only enslaved, not only spiritually wounded, but but even emotionally abandoned, right? That's what I love about the story of Hagar. It's a story for anyone who feels like they have been a pawn, who's been moved along the chessboard of somebody else's life, right? This is a, a story for someone who's never felt love for who they were themselves, right? Hagar was never first in anyone's life. Nobody had ever gotten close enough to Hagar to know who she really was. And to understand what she was thinking, to, to try and, and experience what she felt, right? There seemed to be no one at the end of the day on whom she could count. Not even, not even the man who was the father of the child she was carrying. It's a terrible story. No wonder she was weeping in the desert, right? It's a terrible story, but it's not the end of the story, right? It's not the end. It's going to sound like a Paul Harvey thing right here, but it's not the end of the story. Because Hagar was met in that place by the, the angel of the Lord. And, and she was seen by God. And I can't say that, seen by God without... Picturing, I think it was about a week ago, um, we were outside um, on the front lawn playing, and uh, and Judah was there, and and Naomi was there, and 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 they kept saying, 
look at me. Look at me. Watch me. Watch me do this, right? And they would jump or something. And you'd go, wow, that was totally cool. You know? I've never seen anything like that before, right? There was, there was such a, a hunger. Now, remember, we're all children of God, right? Um, they're just displaying something that's probably real in all of us. I want to know that somebody sees us. One of my mentors, um, Keith Hefley, had lunch with him this week. And a long time ago, he told me, he says, Dave, when you get old, people won't see you. And I, I thought, what? What? Yeah. And, uh, and then it began. It began with, like, middle schoolers. I'd be in the gym down there, and they'd go, whoosh. You know, they were, <laughs> hey. You know? And then, then it, as I got older and older, it kind of went older and older, too. And then high schoolers, college students. Um, uh, I'm at Presbytery, right, over the last couple of days in Michigan. And, and, and when I came into that Presbytery, I was one of the youngest in the Presbytery. You see where this is going, right? And, and, and so Mark and I are kind of just standing around, you know, and whoosh, whoosh, you know, like... Nobody even, even sees you, right? But we have this innate need. I'm walking down the aisle again. We have this innate need to be seen, right? And, and though maybe Sarai didn't see her, though maybe um, Abram didn't see her, there was one who saw her, right? God saw her. She was seen by God. She heard the voice of God. Speak to her. The messenger, the angel of the Lord. Many people believe well, whenever you see that, it's actually God in the flesh right there. She heard the voice of God and she felt deeply loved by God. Right? She felt deeply loved by God. I don't know who you relate to in the story. There's enough pain to go around to all of them. But know this, in your pain, God sees you. Do not, do not equate not, not uh, hearing from him or not, uh, not uh, seeing him physically. Don't equate that with the fact that God doesn't see you. He does. Let me put it differently. His face is always turned toward you. Always. And, and sometimes, sometimes he speaks. Now, I say this in, in Hagar's story, but all the time he speaks to us, right? All the time. We can go any moment and hear him speak to us. I'm smiling because I was about to quote Isaiah 43.1 to you again, again, right? Thus says the Lord, he who created you, he who formed you, don't be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have redeemed you. Past tense. I have called you by name, Hagar. I've called you by name, Sarai. I've called you by name, Abram. I've called you by name, Dave. And you are mine. You are mine. 
this, this absolutely rocks against everything that we want to say should happen next. But God says to her, go back. Are you kidding me? Go back to the people who've enslaved you. Go back to the people who spiritually abused you. Go back to the people that emotionally abandoned you. Oh, it makes no sense. No sense at all. Unless there's more to the story. Unless God is not done yet, right? Unless his promises are true. And, and his promises are true. Can I get an amen? Now, I know that not all of his promises to you have been realized yet. But I can pretty much guarantee some of them have, and every single one that has reminds us he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is true, and they will be fulfilled as well. In her obedience to God, in going back to Sarai and to Abram, she was blessed. She was blessed. Her son became the king or lead of, of 12 kings, right? Um, the scripture is just amazing. Uh, was that a good thing? Not necessarily. Today... Nearly 2 billion people um, follow the heritage of Ishmael, right? And even to this day, the sons of Ishmael war against the sons of Isaac, right? Oh, uh, those of you who are going to do a study of Abram, um, the consequences of our lives are incredible. And if that were the end of the story, then this would be a, a woeful tale, right? But God did it again, right? God revealed himself to Hagar, and God has revealed himself to us. And whether we're sons of Isaac, or whether we're sons and daughters of Ishmael, it doesn't matter, because we can all be children of God through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Right? When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you transcend the strife, right? You are set free from, from the, the warring tribes. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, everything changes. Come on up, worship team, if you would. So, so Hagar's story is really... Our story, right? Do you remember my earlier question? What do you do when life doesn't happen like you expected it would? What happens when God doesn't answer your prayer in the way or the timing that you asked Him? Sometimes God doesn't give us all the information we think we need to follow Him. Sometimes He only tells us what he is going to do, not how, not necessarily when he's going to do it. Beloved, God sees you this morning. 
His face is turned toward you. God understands you. Remember, there's not anything that you face that Jesus Christ didn't face himself, right? And overcome. God understands your pain. God understands your struggle. And and because you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, right? You also are deeply loved. I say deeply loved because God loves every single one of his creation, whether they know him or not. And like the the prodigal father, right? Uh, he longed for that day when all his children would come to him, right? But because you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, Christ lives in you. And God says to you what he would say to Jesus, you are my beloved child. With whom, and this might be the harder part, with whom I'm well pleased. God, how could you be pleased with Sarai and Abram? With whom I'm well pleased, right? God's not surprised by our sin by the generational sin in our family. That's why Christ came. God has overcome. You are deeply loved. God is speaking to you. He's calling you by name. Don't be a Hagar. Don't run away. He's calling you by name. And you are deeply loved. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the real people in it, God. More than that. Thank you for the real way that you meet us in your word and speak to us. Holy Spirit, wash over us right now. Where there is great shame, where there is great sin, where there is generational brokenness, where there is tremendous pain, come down what you got. Come down. Speak blessing over us. Come down. God, give us strength to get back into the place you have put us. Give us hope to believe that what you say is true. And then give us faith to wait, God. And then one day we'll stand together with Abraham. We'll stand today not with Sarai, but with Princess Sarah. We'll stand not with the one who fled, but the one who came home. And and we will declare your glory. Oh, beloved, look up at me for just a second, would you? If you don't know Jesus Christ, I beg you, risk putting your weight down on Him. Risk believing that He came so that you might have life and have it. Will it immediately clear up all those problems? No, there'll be obedience involved. We'll have to go back into the very places of our pain, right? 
that God will meet us there. So risk trusting him. And for those of you who have trusted him and, and have gently taken back those, well, not so gently, huh? Gently taken back those reins of your life and, and climbed back onto the throne and started living like you were king of your own life, I just invite you, um, risk entrusting yourself anew to his blessing. And today we just wanted to bless you with the words that for how long? 4,000 years have blessed the people of God. The, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you. I love it when my children say, Papa, Papa, right? The Lord, make His face shine on you. Lord, lift up the light of His countenance on you, 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 today and grant you today and every day this peace. Amen? Amen? Let's worship together.